Why won't it learn? <laughs> I don't. All right, welcome in, everybody. It's the Important Nonsense Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Bonham, joined, as always, by Mr. Neil Smith. Neil, how you doing tonight? Fantastic, as always. Fantastic. How's life down in Texas? Pretty good. I mean, at the time of this recording, we are less than 24 hours from football. And it's probably yes. the most meaningless game in the history of football, but it still counts. So, <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't actually count, but it's still football. It's still. Remember the year they didn't play it, and it was a big deal for about three days, and then everybody just didn't care. Just forgot anymore. about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That. Yep. And Pack, yep. Yep. got canceled. Yeah. Packers Colts. Yep. No. Yeah. It's just looking forward to that tomorrow, just because it's football on TV again. So. I'm enjoying training camp. I'm just sure. enjoying burying myself in training camp reports and rolling around in it because it's <laughs> actual actual content as opposed to what we've been dealing with all summer, which is just nothing. Sure, random so, practice clips from Twitter. That's whatever you can get your hands uh, on. Just watching some of the rookies and things. I mean, about this time last year is when uh, Tariq Cohen did the double catch backflip. I mean, you see some crazy stuff right. coming out of camp. Plus, you get some injury news. I mean, it's 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 it, it just helps take the edge off. You know what I mean? It just, just, sure. you know, just, just a little. But with that, we're going to jump right into the news here. Meanwhile. So kicking things off, the Patriots released wide receiver Jordan Matthews. For those of you that were following with us last week, Jordan Matthews was one of the pile of nameless wide receivers we didn't care about. Uh, didn't care enough to mention, really. So the only reason that's interesting here is because it's not only Matthews who was so hurt they had to release him, but also Kenny Britt is hurt, Malcolm Mitchell's hurt. So they've been talking to uh, free agent Eric Decker about possibly coming in there and competing for a spot in camp. So that would be interesting just because of the name more than anything. It's still, you know, a Patriots position player, so it's kind of a wild card. But uh, it's just something to keep uh, keep an eye on just in case. Forget that all that. Happen. Late breaking news off of Twitter. Des Bryant was cited in New England today. That's right. That's that's right. Head case Des Bryant cited in New England today. Sure. Please, please make that happen. Oh, yeah. Be please, the new Randy Moss. Please make that happen. Listen. I beg you. No, you're going to see you throw out late Twitter news and you're going to make me go off on tangents. Des Bryant right now is already ADP going in like the 120s. And he doesn't have a team. Right. The man's not even playing right now and he's already mid 120s. So if he signs with the Patriots, is he going to be like a top 15 wide receiver pick? For some people, pick is the, I mean, pick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, I'm ADP. Not, I'm not going to pay yeah, that ADP, price for him. Sure, I'm just saying. I won't own yeah. that. I'm not co-signing the idea that you should do that. I'm saying, but yeah, probably. This, this goes into the same idea as well that, uh, remember, you know how every year we do pigskin pick them, and every year in all these games, every week, we talk about how the public's on the Cowboys, yep. even when they shouldn't be? This is some of that, I think. It's sure. a name and all those Cowboy people that are like, oh, he was done wrong. And we, why? Why did they get rid of him? Straight hit. There you go. The all drop show. The all drop show. Going to happen. But yeah, but, just like I said, yeah. just something to keep an eye on, a situation to monitor. And then, there's a uh, position open. Someone's going to get a job out of this. It right. would appear. Right. Meanwhile, uh, the Jets' Elijah McGuire fractured his foot. He had surgery on Monday, out six weeks at a minimum. They have worked out Alfred Morris and Orleans Darkwa, two names that no one really cares about. So either way, Elijah McGuire was a guy we threw out last week, once again, as someone that, meh, you don't, don't really care. And now it looks like uh, he could be sidelined for a while, so it's just something to uh, make sure you're keeping track of to update your own personal ranks and don't be drafting Elijah McGuire as like a sleeper. When, uh, yeah. when when he may not play any significant Figure that time. out in week eight when he's maybe coming back. Uh, to me, if it does anything, it temporarily makes Thomas Rawls the name you need to know there. And then, because he's already on the roster. And they worked out both Morris and Darkwa, but I didn't see either one of them walk out of there with a contract. So, just something to monitor. Right. Yeah, makes sense. So, uh, like I said, lots to get to today. We are going to go right into our uh, our preview, our last double hitter of the preseason, Neil, as we go through the AFC's remaining divisions, the North and the West. 
under the microscope. A microscope is an optical instrument used to magnify objects. Under the microscope. Simple as they are, the microscope is no toy. Under the microscope, into the friendship running zone. Under the microscope. Kicking it off with the AFC North, the defending champions of the AFC North, those pesky Pittsburgh Steelers. By week in week seven, of course, Big Ben's still there, despite constantly talking about retiring and walking away from the game. Roethlisberger going currently at 102 overall, quarterback number 12. Consensus ranks have him at 99 overall, QB 10, so not too far off the beaten path. Uh, I put in all the ADPs this week for us, Neil, and uh, not a lot. Unlike last week, not a lot of uh, you know people here who are going way off of the uh, the consensus ranks. Yeah, this makes sense. I mean, I, I'm way lower on Roethlisberger than that, but you know my feelings on Ben Roethlisberger and the idea that we went into at length last week about rehashing the quarterback tiers, and once you get past nine, there's basically guys. Everybody has warts and. I like some of the warts on some of the other guys a little bit more than ADP would suggest for Roethlisberger. Not to say that he's not going to have a really good season. It's just the constant retirement talk always bothers me. And then he's two injuries away, not counting himself being injured, which is a thing I always am concerned of with him, even though he's pretty durable, but he's getting older. It's the, he's two injuries away. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown go down and that team suddenly, even with him at the helm, I mean, you run out of you're, the home you road splits are well noted over the years as well. That is with him being a, a much better home yes. team. Uh, my thing here is, as you mentioned, the tiers. I have him personally in my own ranks at QB 12 as well. So I'm right there with the public. Uh, me personally, you know, I'm with you. I'm always down on Roethlisberger. He's not a guy I'm going to spend big on. I'd rather take a high upside guy. Like, again, you're going to call me crazy here, but I have, you know, I have Bortles at 13. As we talked about yeah. last week, and despite the fact that they're, you know, a space apart there, I'd actually no, rather take Bortles. I'm not going to call you crazy. I'm going to let the internet do that. I'm yeah, I know. I know. No, no. Well. Yes. Uh, I, I would rather take Bortles probably than Roethlisberger just because of the upside, just because I feel like it's going to be more consistent. But because of the weapons he has, because of the weaker schedule, uh, and because of a good offensive line, that's kind of what factors into Roethlisberger being so high for me and the consensus and the public in general, but again, I'm with you there. He he's in my like second or third, or I believe he's the third tier on uh, on my list, and he's like the lower end side of that. So, uh, not much to talk about there uh, or here. Le'Veon Bell, of course, <laughs> consensus has him one of one. ADP has him two of two. I also have him at number two behind Senior Todd Gurley. Uh, the question here is James Conner. Is that the guy that you want as the handcuff to uh, to Le'Veon Bell? For now, we'll know more as we get deeper into camp. That's that's the name you should know. So, I mean, to an extent, uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna <laughs> say it, say it again. What's the fastest car on the road, Steve? What? You know the answer. The rental car. So that's that's, that's the whole yeah, argument true. for Le'Veon Bell. We're just gonna run him, run all the remaining tread off the tires because we're we're done after this year. So I mean, yeah, there's probably is a handcuff there, but I mean, did you see anything from James Conner that made you super interested in even owning him as a handcuff, or would you rather just look elsewhere? Uh, no, no, I'm not. You know me, I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big handcuff guy in general. And uh, outside of the one year that D'Angelo Williams did it extremely well for Le'Veon Bell, that's never really worked out. The guy I'm looking at is uh, is Jalen Samuels. And he's the, uh, if you're looking at a dynasty league, he's a guy I would pick up for sure just to take a flyer on. Yeah, he's got the build of, uh, of Le'Veon Bell. He's got the tools that can, uh, that can really take over that position. I honestly believe that if Le'Veon goes down, he's going to see a significant workload, not just... James Conner. So if you're looking for a handcuff there, I'd almost prefer Jalen Samuels. But like I said, I've never been a big uh, handcuff guy. I only like that. I'm a bigger handcuff guy than you. It's just that this one to me, I don't know who the handcuff is. 
and it might be James Conner at first who then gives way. You know, it's because it's a rookie thing. So honestly, I don't know that I'm handcuffing Le'Veon Bell this year. I'm super interested in owning Le'Veon Bell because they're just going to force feed him the ball. Right. But uh, I'm concerned with that, that there will be some sort of injury because Le'Veon Bell has never been the picture of health. So you you never hope for anything like that. You hope he gets through the whole season, but makes me a little nervous. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's those are the two guys though. Would be uh, Samuels and Connor though. Just to keep and then an eye uh, on. wide receiver, of course, Antonio Brown, cream of the crop, right there. The interesting ones, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then it you know falls off a cliff, so to speak, at James Washington. I honestly believe James Washington has a role on this offense. We just don't know what it is yet. If you want to take a flyer on him, I'm not going to argue with you. I think you can get him off waivers. Uh, at this point, Probably. he's going at 220, wide receiver 74, so you can get him off waivers. One um, would think he'd be the Martavis Bryant role, which is the, the guy who takes the top off. They always have that. They have Antonio yeah. Brown. Then they have the other guy who plays, takes the top off, and then uh, I would imagine they're going to put uh, Juju back at slot since he was so effective at it last year. I mean, I imagine yeah, and James hand. Washington has the build to play the outside too, so, he, so that'll be my, his role. It's my, possible that he's a, a nice guess. sleeper pick to uh, to actually the contribute and have a role here. It, yeah, exactly. Well. That, so that's, um, the, that, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Juju right now is going at uh, 41 overall, the number 18 wide receiver. Uh, do you have any issues with that? I have him at wide receiver 14, so I'm actually really high on Juju this year. No, I have no real issue with any of it, frankly. Like that, okay. that's about right. Easy. Because yeah. if you're, if it, it's a little risky, obviously, but I feel like that risk is baked in because he last year he was absolute monster once he got the ball in space so i feel like you know the defenses will adjust but i mean that's the price you're gonna have to pay and i don't think it's completely crazy to be paying that price i think you'll own significantly more shares of him than i will i'll say that but no not crazy at tight end uh don't forget they have vance mcdonald he is the lead guy right now going at 174 overall the number 20 tight end jesse james was there last season He's having they, a great camp vance mcdonald yeah. and vance mcdonald so was acquired remember in a trade with uh, san francisco and as soon as he came over he got hurt so that's why jesse james had such a role on that team last season because he was the only option pretty pretty much the entire year so uh with vance mcdonald back and healthy it is his show so don't get sucked into taking jesse james uh, I am going with Vance McDonald if you can. Again, he's like a tight end two-ish. But he's a tight range. end two that I happen to like because they need that Heath Miller sure. safety blanket for Ben Roethlisberger. That has always had value as long as, you know, it, you're not going to – it's not – but it's always been low-end T1, upper-end T2 value. So that's probably – that's that's kind of where right. I would he just – Right. Uh, he lands in the area of like that – I don't want to call it second, so maybe the third tier of tight ends where um, you know you have the, the top-end guys like Gronk who can really just dominate a game for you like a wide receiver. And then you have the second tier of guys like uh, Greg Olson's Delaney Walkers that are going to get you touchdowns and get you catches and yards and put up decent numbers, just not Gronk numbers. And then you have the group of guys that are always going to give you like three catches for 15 yards. And, and maybe if they, they get in the, the end zone, zone, they make your yeah. week. And that's the whole, that's basically the rest of the position. And that's Vance McDonald. He, he's in yep. that range. So he just has a little bit more upside than that. Yeah. Just a wee bit because of the system. Then the Steelers defense coming in, uh, rated as the 11th and going currently as the 12th. I have them as the 18th ranked defense just because i don't buy into the talent there right you're now. in my neighborhood I'm and not the schedule is uh is pretty rough for them offensively like i said the reason the schedule lays out so nice nicely for roethlisberger is because they should be in a lot of shootouts so i think it's going to be a lot of high scoring games for the steelers which does not translate well to a uh, a strong fantasy defense yeah you're in my neighborhood no i'm not interested in the steelers let's roll it to the ravens Baltimore coming in with a bye week of week 10. The Flack Show, Joe Flacco, 250 overall, number 29. He's going at 258.34. Lamar Jackson, how about this, ranked as 316 overall, 
quarterback 31. He's currently going at 197. Quarterback 28. The public loving them some Lamar Jackson, thinking he'll be in there at some point this season. <laughs> Probably not wrong. You were the chosen one! The you see they had him trying out at slot receiver in camp. They're they're really trying to find ways to get him the ball. That's yeah, they're gonna yeah, we'll, see here's my problem with that is stuff. they're gonna they're gonna Joe Webb him and they're gonna try to do all these different gadget things with him and make him into this crazy different player and they're gonna ruin his prospect at being Probably. a decent QB. Because he needs Sounds QB like the Ravens. Reps. Yeah. It's a very Ugh. Ravens thing to do. God. Yeah. Like, it's a good Whereas, situation because he can yeah. easily take that team over, but they're if they're going to try to force him into different weird wildcat-type packages, I'm, they're just going to wreck him as a player. I'm hoping they would just let him be the backup quarterback for a good chunk of the year until they're That's either out of it and, or Flacco maybe goes down. Who knows? But, like, Flacco, if this doesn't light a fire under him, I'd say this is the last year of, well, right? This would be the last year of Flacco in Baltimore correct? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the uh, last year of guaranteed money at FDW. Yeah, so if, it, if he doesn't but... play well this year, I would think that'll be the end of it, and he'll have At this point, I think whether he plays well or not, they got to cut that giant contract loose, so... Probably, unless It's he, just like, a matter of, can he restructure <laughs> and give them a, uh, a discount to stay, or will he hit the road and Lamar Jackson take over, a la Pat Mahomes... And Alex yeah, Smith. I'd be Chiefs. leaning towards the Lamar Jackson takes over, and he's very interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, me too. A little bit interesting in straight redraft, kind of, but not at that price necessarily. And, you know. Not as a draft. As a midseason pickup, draft. for sure. Because yeah, uh, if he plays, it'll be near the end of the year once the Ravens are out of it. There's no point in holding that on your roster all season But in long. Dynasty or two there. QB leagues, very interesting. Uh, running back Alex Collins, uh, rated as 42 overall, the number 16. Running back, he's going at 45, RB 20. I've got him at 22, so I'm slightly lower than the consensus and the public. I mean, Alex Collins is what he is, you know? I just, yeah. There's there's nothing that riles me up about Alex Collins. To have him as a top-end RB 2, I, I just, it's not worth the price for me. No, I'm I'm closer to the public. I'm not quite as low as you, but it's, it's uh. I don't know. I think you're, I think people are drafting too much on recency bias. I will say the most interesting thing I read about Alex Collins was how the Steelers analy- or the Steelers, excuse me, the Seahawks analytics department completely blew it, and when they evaluated him, and that's why he got cut, which I thought sure. was hilarious. Just that's just more because it was funny. But uh, I don't know necessarily that I want to be trusting Alex Collins week in week out uh, with Kenneth Dixon, you know, coming back and then Buck Allen. I mean, oh, there got... you, go. you beat me to my point. So you have Kenneth Dixon and Buck Allen behind him on that roster as well. If there's anybody I am taking a flyer on, it's Kenneth Dixon. Um, we've seen the tools. We've seen what he can do on the field. His problem has been staying on the field. And I think if he can get an opportunity, if something happens to Alex Collins and he gets a chance to go onto the field, he could be this year's Alex Collins. He could do what Alex Collins did to him. He could uh, just supplant him, Willie Pip that job, and uh, and find himself with a good starting role, and he could be your flex slash low-end RB2. So if I'm going to take a flyer on somebody, Kenneth Dixon, a decent stash, I think. I would I would, I would, would agree with uh, with that general line of logic, because Buck Allen, you know what Buck Allen is. Exactly. He's going right to have now, a couple good games. And, Kenneth you know, Dixon going at uh, 185 overall, the 58th running back. So it's a lottery ticket. If it doesn't work out, he's someone you can cut. And not I'd rather take that it. lottery ticket, though, than pay full price for the Alex Collins show. Exactly. There's Wide receiver, like we got your boyfriend, Michael Crabtree. Oh, Michael. Oh, uh, taking the crab cake deal. Going, oh. to, uh, going to the Ravens. He's a, rated at 26 overall. He's going at, or I'm sorry, 26 wide receiver. He's going as the number 27 wide receiver currently. I've got him on my list at 28, so right there in order, boom, boom, boom. I have no issue with him going there, currently uh, in the mid-60s. So if I can get him at that price, I feel good about it. At that range, he's your uh, flex, high-end flex, and that, that sounds about right. Yeah, I've got him slightly higher than that, but that's because of my huge bias towards loving Michael Crabtree. So, yep, that's but true. it's only slightly. I've got him I've got him at uh, double check, 24. And so it's, you know, it's not that much wide receiver 24. So it's not that much higher. And it's mostly because of the 
look, they're going to have to throw. They always end up in this situation because they're going to be down in a lot. Let's just be honest. They're probably going to be down in some of these games. They're going to have to try and come out and huck it. And I like Michael Crabtree because there was a whole analytics thing done on him. And uh, he apparently can still generate separation. So it's a uh, it's something that I'm interested in there, mostly, though, because of the kind of lack of talent that surrounds him, which is. A yeah, good I was going to say, does any of that back end do anything for you? John Brown, Willie Sneed. I want not really. One. Yeah, I'm just not interested. I'm not sold on any of it. I mean, I don't know what you're going to get out of any, either of that. And then They're both low-end guys that, that you could have for basically free, and neither one yeah. of them, I think, is even worth drafting. If you want to pick them up off waivers no. one week, I go if for it. If one of them pops, maybe, you could get, and they carve out a role, or John Brown finally looks healthy. Same, Really same thing with Willie Sneed. Yep. I mean, maybe, you know, as an acquisition later, that's a good name. You know, they're just things, they're names to know, but as far as the draft, I'm not really interested in any of that. And also, just... Once you get beyond that, if anybody gets hurt, oh man, it just goes off this huge cliff. So it's they have nothing at wide receiver. That's it. It goes just completely in the tank after that. So I don't know. That's that's kind of why I've got Crabtree a little higher because I think he's going to have to do a lot of the work, and they're going to and he's the only really capable one. And then at tight end, they've got the rookie Hayden Hurst, who's going higher right now, one seventy three overall, tight end nineteen. Mark Andrews then going behind him. I'm going to go back to my rookie tight end argument that, that just doesn't pan out. Rookie t- outside of the very rare and very outside of the ordinary situation in New York last season. You know, Hayden Hurst, I don't think is going to have. I mean, look, theoretically, could all of those wide receivers get hurt and they have literally sure. no one else to throw to but the tight end? Yeah. And that's literally the situation you're hoping for if you're drafting Hayden Hurst. I co-sign this rookie right, tight end thing every year. That Don't let recency bias from last year mess with you. Because, you know, look at, like, another example of O.J. Howard, who was also going incredibly high. What did that get you? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's it, that was a, a, a rare outlier. Do not, do not assume. Also, too, it's kind of like, do you want to own both? No. And, okay, which one do I want? So that's the other question. Is like, we don't know what these guys' jobs are going to be yet, really. Right. So it's, it's, that's, it's all just bad. Then you get the Ravens' defense uh, rated as eighth, going as seventh, and I have them as sixth. So, again, right there in line with it. I buy into the Ravens' D every year. Yep. Uh, it seems like no matter who is in, the system works itself. So uh, I, if I can ever get the Ravens, I'm always in on that. It's pretty much the reason why the Ravens are halfway confident. The other half that, is that that's they it. play like that, that division with a couple of you know, punching bags. That's really it. Uh, Neil, we're on to Cincinnati. <sighs> Bengals, bye week in week nine. Quarterback, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. Rated as 199, QB 26. He's going at one. Oh, we're actually doing QB Andy 26. Dalton breakdown? We can't just move on to running back? No, he's just a QB. I'm just listing off his stats. That's it. Look, I'm actually I'm actually higher on Dalton overall. I've got him at 126, but I still have him as QB 25. So Yeah, there you go. It's just a, a factor of the position. So, yep. yeah, you don't want any Dalton. Not even in no. a Q, two QB league, you don't want any no. Dalton. No. Uh, yeah, I think Joe the days Mixon, of good Andy Dalton are running back. <laughs> Uh, 32 overall, number 14. He's going at 25 overall, so you have to pay the premium if you want him, and I'm good with that. I've got him at 26 overall in my ranks. I buy into it. I'm down. I'm in the mix. So, uh, yeah, Joe Mixon, I was high on him last year. I'm liking him this year, too. Full workload. You don't have to worry about Jeremy Hill anymore. Not that you really worried about him a ton. But uh, I think the interesting story is what's behind him. Uh, just before we move into it, I I have Joe Mixon as a year two step up candidate. You know what I mean? Those guys who take mm-hmm. the year two leap, I think that's where you're gonna see Joe Mixon. He's suddenly gonna things are gonna start clicking. Where do you have him ranked then? Uh, closer to you, uh, but not quite as high. The you said public was 15, correct? Public was 15. I'm at 17. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's why I clarified, because I heard you wrong. I actually have him at 18. Yeah, I have him at 26 overall, 
public has him at 25 overall. I have yeah. more running backs higher up than uh, than the consensus. That's why. So. I still like him. Look, my point was I still like him as a step up guy, which is how he gets to that that place. Because sure. if we were going by what we saw last year and only that, you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't qualify. Right. So anyway, I'm sorry. On to Giovanni Bernard. Yes, Gio is uh, behind him. He's still there, the third down pass catcher, uh, currently going at 134 overall, running back 47. Argument being made that he's the guy you want as a Joe Mixon handcuff, and I would say that that argument is wrong. Uh, I would want, as a flyer, even if I don't have Joe Mixon, Mark Walton. Uh, He was their fourth-round pick this year, the rookie out of Miami, he, uh, all indications are he's going to be the Giovanni Bernard replacement. Gio's contract is up at the end of the season. They're probably just going to let him walk and then let Walton take that role over as the third down pass catcher. He's kind of got that scat back type build to him. He's, uh, definitely someone to stash a name to know for dynasty and for down the line because if something happens to Mixon, I truly believe he is going to get an opportunity to get a bulk of the workload not Giovanni Bernard. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good name to know. Do you, I imagine, where do you have him then? If you're kind of like interpolating for dynasty, do you like him significantly higher than anybody, uh, that might've come out significantly ahead of him or no, I mean, I still want Mark Walton probably as like a second rounder in dynasty, uh, simply because he has someone blocking his path. Like yeah, his, sure. his best case scenario is in 2019, Geo leaves and he's got a third down role and he's like a pass catching scat back basically. And until something happens to Joe Mixon, he doesn't have a huge workload. Yeah. I only bring it up because we've seen Giovanni Bernard have actual fantasy value before. So sure. if, cause they, they get into those situations where they're throwing a lot of dump offs, the Bengals do. So, yep, exactly. It's, it's so, yeah, he will. I'm saying know. he will have uh, he will have fantasy value, if not now, certainly later. Someone to know for Dynasty, without a doubt. Wide receiver, A.J. Green, old reliable there in uh, in Cincinnati. Actual old reliables, Mr. Brandon LaFell. I'll get to that in a second. But A.J. Green, of course, top 10 wide receiver. Do you have uh, any doubts about A.J. after a rough year last year? I, it's mostly the same doubts I had about him going into last year, which is so Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton. Got it. Yeah, yeah, Andy Dalton. It's it's Andy Dalton in an offense that is very stagnant and the Bengals that don't seem to be trying to win anything because I don't see how you can keep paying Marvin Lewis and trotting a lot of this out and claim that you're seriously trying to win things. But that's a whole separate conversation about the Bengals as an organization. As I already mentioned, the number two wide receiver out there on their roster, Brandon LaFell, He's currently going at 348, wide receiver 117. So I'm going to bring this back from last year, Neil. You may remember we had our veterans preseason show last year talking about Brandon LaFell at one point. We did. And I brought up the fact that he was going at pick 170, wide receiver 85. And I said he's completely usable, and that's an absolute joke, and that he will finish the season much higher. Do you know where Brandon LaFell finished last year? I'm sure you're going to tell me. 103 overall, wide receiver 56. There you go. So all he does is show up and be a viable fill-in week in and week out. He's never going to win you a huge week, but he'll give you a consistent 9 or 10, and you can feel good about that. But no, you gotta got to hate on that. People hate on that Brandon (laughs) LaFell. And here they come in. He's rated number 94 at wide receiver in the consensus, and he's going at 117. Yeah. People just hate Brandon LaFell. They hate, yep, they hate, they hate Brandon on LaFell. Brandon LaFell. You know where I got yep. Brandon LaFell? 65. Screw yeah. you, people. Screw yeah. all of you. I'll have so much Brandon LaFell this year. Ugh. It's Those true. Those nine points are going to do everything for me. That's criminal that he's going that. Come on. Now, look, look this is going to make me sound like I'm all about Brandon LaFell. And I am not, and I wasn't last year either, but that's that's sad. I mean, it's the man's not dead. I have Brandon LaFell like, rated at 174 my overall point is Des Bryant doesn't wide have receiver a team. 65. Des yeah. Bryant doesn't have a team, and people are like, give me that Des Bryant. <laughs> I'd rather have a guy without a team a who, who could be sitting on couches 
rather than a guy who actually is out there catching passes every I mean, week. He's not dead. He's like you're saying. He's not gonna like blow you away, but you could do worse than getting a ten out of your flex every week if the rest of your team is well constructed. It's just sad. That is sad. He's going Speaking so of sad, far behind Bengals people defense. that are not on teams. And, uh, That's ridiculous. Also sad. All right, Neil, we are on to uh, Cleveland. Hold on. Did we do you... tight end? We didn't do tight end. Oh, did we skip over tight end? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Tyler did... Eifert, 142 overall, the number 16 tight end, currently going 141, tight end 15. Given the injury history, how do you feel about Tyler Eifert? Well, the report is apparently that he's all systems are green. He's fully healthy to start. That's camp. always the report. It's well, this this year. Apparently, there's no sinister reports in the background of like that. I do. So he apparently is healthy. But that's the thing. He's healthy today. So that's, you know, that's that's always going to be the Tyler Eifert thing is I, what, I like him green. more this year uh, in that range than I did last year. Yeah, sure, because it's a much more reasonable price tag. And you could also, if you really wanted to, you could get Eifert and Croft. The problem is they're both sure. injury prone. So yeah, it's I mean, just look, one based of on things. projections and their record, or uh, I'm sorry, their schedule, and then where I can get them, I actually have Eifert as my tight end nine. I've got him as top ten guy because he's a guy where he's got the upside to be a huge producer and uh, he's in that tier three that we just talked about with Vance McDonald. Yeah. Where he's going to give you catches, he's going to give you a little bit of yards, and he could fall into the end zone a couple of times. And, you know, he's young enough and talented enough that he could, if he stays healthy, become a premier tight end one. It just yep. can those stars align for him. I basically. have no problem with any of what you're saying. All I'm saying is have a backup plan. Yeah, exactly. Possibly and that's like why I was saying I like him there. Because, uh, I mean, right now he's going as the 15th tight end. That's a tight end, too. And I'm yeah. telling you, he's got tight end one talent. If I can get a guy ahead of him, maybe someone I've got rated as like 11 or 12 in the tight end range, and then pick up Tyler Eifert and have two of them, I'm fine holding two It's good for ends. people like me who just punt tight end a lot of the time. And just right, exactly. take it literally at the end of the draft. So that's a that's 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 a much more reasonable price tag than we've seen in past years. People are finally wise enough. Do you wanna make your Bengals sad defense joke again? It was pretty good. No, it's too late. Okay. That tree is far away. Uh oh, I don't like the sound of that. It's okay. <laughs> we'll move on. But yes, speaking of uh speaking of sadness, Neil, you and I combined for as many wins as the Browns last season. Woo. And uh, we are on to Cleveland. In week 11, they have their bye, but more importantly, is what's coming next week. Enjoy the event, because it's not a show. I can still see Holmgren down there going, no! Yeah! Okay, so the, the rumor is true. We just traded you. The best place to be is when expectations are high, and it starts with training camp. That's right, Neil's Hard Knocks time. Next week get our first hard knocks review ah uh, uh, so much jarvis tyrod baker mayfield i want a whole like hour session with hugh jackson like the whole thing just uh, <laughs> so excited unreasonable amount of excited for cleveland browns football well, that being said we got a uh, tyrod taylor qb baker mayfield the rookie of course number one overall pick do either of those guys rustle your jimmies, get you excited? Not, no, not, not, no. <laughs> just Tyrod is who Tyrod is. We've kind of seen it. I mean, I actually don't hate it. I th I just, I hope they give him a legitimate chance to actually play. He's the best quarterback they've had in forever. Tyrod Taylor. I have, look, I have Tyrod like, Taylor as QB 24. He's going yeah, at 27. Well, so I'm a little higher than both the consensus and the public, and I'm pretty I'm, sure the reason for it is because eventually he's going to get benched, right? You yeah, think. so that's the that's the issue with Tyrod Taylor, is not Tyrod Taylor, or even necessarily the Browns with their ability to put weapons around him. It's just that I think if they even go slightly in the tank, here comes Baker Mayfield, who really is who we should talk about, because obviously for Dynasty, just huge... I mean, like, come on. People are going to be taking taking him super high. So for redraft, though, for you. Look, eh? so here's a legitimate question for you, all right? You got you got Duke Johnson, 
Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, David Njoku, skill position players, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've built Decent them. schedule. They've built a Good line. Uh, like, the, theoretically, they have weapons, right? On paper. And we're, and we're saying that the reason you wouldn't take Tyrod Taylor is because he gets benched, right? Yeah. That at some point, it's going to get pulled out from underneath him. Right now, Tyrod Taylor is going at 191, QB 27. Baker Mayfield is going at 204, QB 29. Would you take both and just play the Q- the Cleveland QB? <sighs> Only in some sort of two-quarterback league where I was like, didn't do well early in the quarterback auction phase of it or something. I don't, I don't know that that's where I want to go. I don't know that that's where I want to go uh, with having to – you could get them for free basically like you're saying, but I don't know that that's something that I'm fully – how about you? Is that I'll turn that around. Is that something that you would you feel comfortable with doing? I would have to reinvestigate my numbers here and, uh, and actually go through that because I didn't think of that until just now. But, I mean, look, if the whole argument here is, you know, Tyrod Taylor is only rated, I have him rated as 24, and that's assuming I believe that he's going to start like 11 games. And then it's got Baker Mayfield starting five. So if you combined the two numbers to get one full season of the Cleveland QB, I honestly believe that could be a top 15 quarterback. It has the upside for that. It also has yeah. the potential to completely explode and just sure. radiate nuclear waste all over your fantasy season. Because then you don't know. Because you're going to have Baker Mayfield coming in as a rookie. And as much as I believe that Baker Mayfield and want Baker Mayfield to be good, I haven't seen it at the NFL level. I don't know that he's going to be able to come in and just start tearing it up. I mean, it's you know, it's it's one of those things that I think could happen. But there's always some sort of learning curve. He might come in and turn the ball over in one of those games four times, and suddenly it's like, oh, sweet God. I mean, theoretically, you could cut Tyrod Taylor at that point and then get some other quarterback option. Mm -hmm. But at that point, why am I doing that? Why don't I just draft people I have rated higher and just go with a different QB pairing? Or, you know, a lot of people don't even want to do that because they're so risk averse. They're just like, no, I'd rather just have a bigger name guy or I'd rather have. And speaking of rookie QBs, by the way, for dynasty, Mason Rudolph, who we didn't mention with Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. Somebody I absolutely love for dynasty. Dynasty. Redraft, not worth it, but no, no, no. Yeah. For for, in in the next year or two, Mason Rudolph, a guy I certainly am interested in. Very. So if you can stash him in dynasty. Yes, definitely. Uh, but Baker Mayfield, I don't know. It's interesting. Like you said, we haven't seen it. He's kind of, I don't want him to get thrown right into it. I want to see Tyrod develop with these skill players, but you never know. Like I said, I've always bought into Tyrod Taylor. I've always been hired in general public. I could see a scenario where suddenly they're two games over 500 halfway through the season. And it's just Tyrod's job. Yeah. I mean, look, if I'm just saying, if I'm going to take a shot on a guy, the lower in the draft, I have no problem taking a shot on Tyrod Taylor and pairing the two of them together is interesting. I just don't think I want to carry three quarterbacks. Yeah, that's the other issue is that you're burning all the roster spots to potentially have to do this. And it's so I, I think I'd probably for now, I think if we're talking about draft, then it's probably we're drafting Tyrod Taylor. Uh, unless you're playing in a dynasty or a keeper league, obviously, then you're probably not doing that. You're drafting Baker Mayfield, but uh, you're probably drafting Tyrod and you're, probably not pairing them together although if you plan by a certain set of rules i could see the scenario where you would do it interesting idea though and then uh so running back as i sort of mentioned you got duke johnson uh currently going 82 overall the number 32 running back so that puts him like right in the flex range right there right at the end of the flex and then of course you know i'm not i'm not even gonna waste time on this I'm not, I was going to say, do we have to sit through this? Like, this is your yearly Carlos Hyde is bad at football this, rant? Yeah, this is just always Carlos Hyde. Consensus rank 110 and 39. That's laughably high. ADP 90 and 35? Do you people not watch football? Do you know oh. nothing? Have you learned nothing? All out. 
I got Carlos Hyde at running back 49, and that's generous. <laughs> and then Nick Chubb, the rookie, running back 135 Do you feel better? overall. No, no, I don't. No, I, I won't until he's out of the I league. Yeah, you won't be uh-huh. happy until Carlos Hyde's ADP is like 10 spots lower. That's that's. I, I won't be happy until I can stop reminding people how bad Carlos Hyde is at football, and then, then I'll be happy when people start listening. Okay, Nick so Chubb, 135 overall, number 46 running back. He's going at 116, running back 43. So the public is higher on Hyde and on Chubb than on the general consensus. So they're overdrafting both guys, which is interesting, because normally it's one or the other. I have Chubb at running back 41, which happens to be 147 overall. It's interesting. So like I said... I have him at 41. The public has him at 43. In that regard, I actually have him higher. But in terms of overall picks, where I value the position at that point, I have him as 147 overall, the public at 116. So it gets to a point somewhere in the ADP when everybody just starts panic drafting running backs that uh, that I'm just not interested in yet. Duke Johnson's going at uh, 82 overall which is running back 32, right? Nick Chubb is going at 43 for running backs and 116 overall. So literally, there's just uh, 34 spots in between running back 32 and 43. For me, I also have Duke Johnson at 32, and then I've got Chubb at 41. And between those nine running backs, I have about 70 spots. So... I got I got more wide receivers, QBs, and tight ends mixed in there yeah. that I'm more interested in than taking a uh, a third or fourth running back at that point. Well, also a rookie who maybe you know he had a good college career and I like him as a prospect. But, I mean, but... like I said, I think Nick Chubb has a chance to be a good producer, and at the price of running back 43, I'm certainly interested in it. But it's just the the ADP price of 116 overall. Yeah, yeah. That, that hurts me I'm, I'm a little not... bit filling out running back depth usually at that time unless there's a specific set of circumstances. I see what you're saying. And then uh, so you got Jarvis Landry, wide receiver. He's currently going as wide receiver 23, 49 overall. I have no issue with that. Um, Josh Gordon at wide receiver 20, 44 overall. I'm also fine there. Uh, as I said last week with the whole Josh Gordon stuff, you know, I'm kind of re uh, re-upped on him. Feel stronger about him than ever that he's got his head right. Corey Coleman, not really interested in that. The just the injury problems he's had, and then the fact that they seem to just hate him in that offense. Well, they hate him because he can't so. catch. That's not that it, too. That's part of it. So I'm not interested in Corey Coleman at all. Uh, Landry and Gordon, I think that's pretty much bang on. And as we always say with Josh Gordon, every time we go through this, yes. This year, this time, we do feel more confident. I co-sign what Steve said about him having, we, I think, his head screwed on straight for this year. Just, you, you're playing with fire. You always know. It's always been there. So, and then yeah, Jarvis Landry. The I'd actually have Jarvis Landry higher. It's just that we don't fully know what they're going to ask him to do. So, there's a you know, new system kind of thing. So, that's probably about right for both of them. So it's about spot on. Second year tight end, David and Joku. The talent is certainly there. The question is, uh, can that translate to the field? Last year we were high on him, just don't like rookie tight ends. So again, we thought, wait a year on it, this is that year. I, I believe he can do some good things this season. We'll see. I've got him at tight end 17. He's currently going at tight end 13, so the public in love with him. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll own a lot of David and Joku because of that. And then the Browns defense is the Browns defense. I don't want that. Uh, no. And I want one final note on David and Joku, which is not loving the camp reports on David and Joku. Apparently he has got a bad case of the drops, which is mm. not good news. So definitely not interested at 13. We call those the Jared cooks. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Mommy. All right. We're going to have to sprint through the AFC West, like Ezekiel Elliott going through a party. <laughs> All right, we got the Chiefs by week, week 12, Pat Mahomes at the wheel. We've talked about him a little bit in the past. Mahomes currently going at QB 14. That's way too rich for my blood. I've got him at 22. I know you were a little lower on Mahomes as well. <laughs> yeah, I've got Mahomes 
down in the 20s. And, you know, I'm not also loving the reports on him out of camp, which are that he's thrown seven interceptions and six practices, which is just way too high. And I was worried about him turning the ball over, which is the reason why I'm lower on him. Genuinely concerned that he is going to have issues, especially in that kind of freewheeling offense that could be easy to get lost in, just not turning the ball over. So that's my big knock on Mahomes. I know a lot of people are very high on him. That was reflected in the ADP. My God, I didn't realize he was at 14. Yeah, as a result of that, a lot of these position players are a lot higher than I'd want them. Everyone knows by now my hate for Kareem Hunt, which isn't even hate. I mean, I I think he's a super talented guy. I'm really high on him. I think he's got a ton of talent. I think he's the absolute best RB2 in all of fantasy football. <laughs> but unfortunately, people want to keep trying to tell me he's an RB1, and those people are wrong. So uh, he's currently going as number 7 at running back. Number 10 overall, I have him at RB14. So I'm not interested. I, I gave the report last year, or uh, last week, sorry, about uh, Field Yates and, you know, the Spencer Ware coming back. People, for some reason, forgot Spencer Ware existed. I, I don't know what happened there, but I believe Spencer it. Ware's still around. He's certainly the handcuff you would want there, and that is the one of the rare instances when I absolutely want that handcuff. If I can get yes. Spencer Ware on a flyer, if something happens to Kareem Hunt, Spencer Ware is a top 15 running back again. He's he's an RB, too. If I'm marrying myself to Kareem Hunt like these people are, especially, which I am not recommending you do, uh, that's one of the rare ones where it's like, no, you pretty much have to handcuff it. You pretty much have to get Spencer Ware. Yeah, and even if you don't have Kareem Hunt, like I said, I'm taking a flyer on Spencer Ware that eventually he takes over that job. Uh, You know, I'm saying because of an injury. Mm -hmm. Because if he gets that role, then all of a sudden he's a big-time performer for you. Oh, yeah. And then you also have to think that, hey, maybe somewhere down the line, you're getting towards your trade deadline, someone who has Kareem Hunt will want to trade you something decent for Spencer Ware if they're desperate to get that handcuff off of you. You always got to think about that, too. You always want to kind of be the guy who's a little bit of a jerk in yeah, the draft room. just a little. That's, that's always a, little, a good strategy. Just a little bit. Tyreek Hill currently, oh, man, rated as 33 and wide receiver 16. He's going at 28 overall and wide receiver 10. Why won't it learn? <laughs> I don't. I got Tyreek Hill at 23. Look, he's the biggest boomer bust guy in the league right now. And the fact that Pat Mahomes, who we all know is so up and down, and we don't know what he's going to be at this point. It just, the how can I put my number one wide receiver in, in his hands? I, I, I just... There's no way. Like I said, I have him as a low-end wide receiver, too. He's basically, I would love him as a flex. Oh, well, that would be as the best flex. flex money could buy. You're not, but that's yeah. not happening. That's. But, but that's what I'm saying. I'd love to have him as a flex and then just put him in there and be like, yeah, I can take that boomer bust. Like, he's a guy on a weekly basis where I'm going to be like, well, do I want to play him or not? Because I can't really afford a zero. But I'd love to have a 40 if he decides to go off. But I can't really afford the zero. So I need a more consistent player. That's Tyreek Hill. Week in and week out. So I don't know why you're paying so much for that. It's a lot of fun, though, when he does do it. That's why. That's the. This I mean, one is so comical. I'm always down on Sammy Watkins, too, but this is just laughable. So 62 overall is where he rated. 68 overall is where he's coming in. Wide receiver 28 for both. Where do you have Sammy Watkins rated? 33 or 35, something like that. It's kind of mm. in that mm, neighborhood. Yeah, I hate Sammy Watkins. I have Sammy Watkins at 51. Yeah. I sort of get Look, that. Sammy Watkins can't stay on the field, and it's the yeah. same thing where I have to trust Pat Mahomes, and I can't do that. I can't. I can't bring myself to do that. It makes sense. So, I mean, it does. It, it, it makes sense because he's going – both of these guys are going way too high for me, just for the record, because I didn't chip in on that Tyreek Hill thing. So just to make that clear, do not do Tyreek Hill as your number one wide receiver unless you're planning on just drafting all – receivers or some weird that is that's a recipe for sadness and then sammy watkins i completely co-signed he's always i don't even have him penciled in to play all all the games you know what i mean i'm just banking on the 10 to 12 games you know that because they're gonna they're gonna sling it around is is the uh what i think they're actually going to do frankly the only one that i think you really want is the guy 
the guy who's up next. Yeah, Travis Kelsey currently going as tight end two. I've got him three behind Ertz, but you're splitting hairs, so there's no real discussion there. It's it's Travis Kelsey. Uh, the Chiefs' defense tends to be overrated, and for whatever reason this season they aren't. So wow, good on you. <laughs> Finally waking up from the uh, the lull the Chiefs' defense has had everybody in for a while. We're going to push on to the Chargers here. We're so short on time right now. Week 8 is their bye week. Phil Rivers, everyone knows at this point our love for Dr. Phil. Uh, we got I got him in the top 10 at number 9. He's currently going at 15. I'm sure you're high on Rivers as well. Yeah, I have Phil Rivers at 9. So Yeah, that's, see, so right in the, the same thing. Yeah, Melvin Gordon, not much to discuss there. Uh, you know... All-star player, fantastic. I have him at six, so I'm even higher than the consensus in the public. I've always bought into his talent, always been a great player. And uh, when we got to see him at the convention, turns out, really super guy, too. So, yeah, super nice yeah, guy. It was, it was awesome. So, yeah, Austin Eckler, definitely the handcuff you would want there. He does have a small scat-back role in this offense, but nothing that I'm looking to draft as a, uh, a weekly starter. Just uh, another guy where if I can take a handcuff, I know I'm going to get some consistent production out of him if Gordon does go down. Yeah, I, if that, that's that's the way to play that. Don't I'm not looking at him as any kind of piece. You know what I mean? But it's unless I own yep. Melvin Gordon, that's really why I want him. Keenan Allen is Keenan Allen, so there's not much to discuss there at wide receiver. The dude's a beast, consistent week in, week out, year in and year out. The question are the Williams. Yes. Uh, Mike Williams, second year. Out of Clemson, Tyrell Williams, who's been there for a while now. I this mean, is year it, three. We're going. They're both going three. into. Uh, they're both going in basically the same range, uh, in terms of the the rank. They're ranked sixty three and sixty five, but Mike Williams going at fifty four, and Williams uh, Tyrell Williams going at seventy one. So, uh, I would agree more with the consensus. I guess closer to the uh, the sixties. But, uh, yeah, Mike Williams, I think, is the guy I'd prefer to Tyrell just because of the, the size and uh, the, you know. Well, it's which Tyrell Williams is going to show up because people remember yeah. Tyrell from two years ago when he was on fire. But he dropped off. He burnt a lot of people last year. So that's why the huge drop. I, <clears throat> they, both of these guys have warts, like you're saying. So you're looking at these guys as like your fourth receiver, usually something like that. So you're and to be clear, I have them rated as 67 and 80 at wide receiver respectively. So I'm not really super interested in either one. I, I really feel like they're going to try and get Keenan out of the ball. One of them will probably outperform that. I just don't know which one. Hence the trepidation. I lean slightly toward Mike Williams like you do, but we've seen Tyrell do it. So it's it's a it's an interesting thing there. The more interesting thing is what happened to tight end. Yeah, with Hunter Henry going down, Virgil Green is the only guy currently on the roster, as you were saying before we went on air, Antonio Gates, virtual lock to come back at this point, I would think. They're literally already having these doesn't. games. Yeah. They're putting it together. So it's it's gonna so, it seems like it's gonna happen. Virgil Green going in the mid thirties at tight end, he's basically undrafted, so uh, it's not somebody that you're really looking for anyway. Chargers defense is strong. They came on good last year. They were one of my sleeper picks in the preseason that worked out. Uh, I still believe they're going to have another good year this year. However, they keep dropping like flies in the secondary, so always something to monitor there. I felt better about this until they lost their two best corners already for the year. So, yeah, that stings, but still going to be good. Raiders by week in week seven. Derek Carr is Derek Carr. He's a low-end QB2. Uh, not really much to talk about there, I don't think. Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. He's currently going at running back 30. Uh, I have him at 31, so again, nothing really there. The muscle hamster is there to back him up. He's not going to get much playing time. He's mostly just a uh, change of pace for Marshawn, keep his legs fresh. So Lynch is going to get all the goal line work. I'm not buying into any kind of muscle hamster hype. Don't want any part of that. We talk about Amari Cooper every year. With the the hands of stone, I mean, I just I, I can't trust it. Until you show me consistently, you can actually catch and hold on to the football. I don't want it. It's the most maddening thing to watch when he gets twelve targets 
and they're a, a bunch of them are catchable, and he just throws the ball into the crowd. So for me, just I'm down on all the Raiders. I'm just down on the Raiders as a thing. Yep, as across like, the board. So across the board. So I'm not going to be very interested in Derek Carr, Marshawn Lynch, Doug Martin. I'm lower on Amari Cooper. Some people have Amari Cooper as a sleeper. I see the the argument that's being made. It makes sense because of what we're going to get into in a moment with just the rest of the melange. But again, to your yeah, point. Yeah, it's just Jordy it's Nelson and Martavis Bryant. It's not yeah. anything you're interested in. I mean, I'd be slightly more interested of the list for me. It's almost more Jordy, kind of, because if he's actually healed and we've seen yeah, him he could be, be that Michael Crabtree role. So I'm more interested in Jordy yeah. of, of anyone on this team, really. It's kind of what's Jordy. And then... Like Martavis Bryant, I'm not interested in it again. You know, burned no. too many times. Amari Cooper, learn to catch, please, and then we'll talk because he's so talented when he can catch the ball. And then, speaking uh, of learn to catch, Jared Cook, tight end, <laughs> don't want that. Raiders defense unranked. So, I mean, is there any situation that you want Jared Cook or no? No, that's why I'm crying because I'm remembering last year when Jared Cook just went about making me want to pull my hair out every week. So, yeah, the, really, Jordy Nelson's an interesting flyer because, like I said, he could fill that Michael Crabtree role that was left behind. But other than that, no yeah, thanks. Basically, that's the only Raider that I'm probably going to own in a meaningful way because everybody else has And again, it to be high. clear, he's going in the 40s at wide receiver, which is like 100 overall. So yep. it's a later flyer that I'm willing to take. That's about where I'm interested, too. So uh... Broncos, bye week in week 10. Case Keenum, love me some Case Keenum. I'm higher than anybody else on him. I have him at the QB 21. I think he's going to have a decent year. He was consistent last year. Uh, I've got him at 125 overall. So I think, I mean, I'm way higher in overall than uh, the consensus or ADP. Certainly buying into what he can provide there in the altitude. I know that that's your, uh, your area of expertise. So, uh, I mean, you want to just run with the Broncos? Here? I'll just, We're yeah, I could just time, blast through so it. Cause I want to just run through I've them. Been getting ready for it here. So, uh, <clears throat> you really love Case Keenum. So that's, that's, that's interesting. I do. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm high on case. I think that that's completely logical. I'm a little bit more tempered than that, but it's not so much knock against him. It's more just kind of like because of what you're about to witness, which is just a kind of a changing of the guard that is going to start happening here in Denver. A lot of these older names that people have kind of gotten used to. Well, a lot of them are gone and the rest are probably going to be gone here, except for some of the younger guys. Like Vaughn's not going anywhere, but uh, no more CJ Anderson. So you're going to likely have a significant rookie presence just in the backfield. So you've got Royce Freeman, the draft pick out of Oregon, going, what is that? Uh, He's going at 33. 33, well, thank 83 you. overall, running yeah. back 33. And I'm I'm looking for upside on that because I think he's going to be the guy that they're – he's going to take the C.J. Anderson job. That's what they got him for. Devontae Booker is going to play early in the year, but we've all seen that movie before, right? Right, people? Yes? Yep. Mm-hmm. Good? All right. The, the name to note is Philip Lindsay, who was kind of a just pick up right after the draft kind of thing. So he's another rookie, but he's lighting camp on fire and they're talking about he's going to make the team and he's going to have a significant job as the third down back because he is 5'8 and he is slight, but he can catch and, uh, he's, broken a lot of ankles on that defense uh in camp already so they're saying no we want you to be the third down back once you kind of get your legs under you so philip Lindsay is definitely not somebody i don't think i'm going to be worried about people drafting necessarily unless he lights up preseason but uh that's definitely a name that i'm stashing for later on because they're going to try and run the football in the the musgrave offense moving to wide receiver you've got old reliable demarius thomas being drafted at 19 overall, got no issues with uh, that. Wide receiver 19, wide 42 receiver 19, overall. 19, 20, yeah, 42 overall, wide receiver 19. Got no issues with that. It's a uh, so. How about you? This is where this is where I'm guessing you've got some opinions as well. So Demarius, yay nay on that idea. First of all, uh, Royce Freeman's one of my shot calls. I'm not normally yeah, a rookie I'm guy, you that. know that. So you and I are gonna I've got Royce, Royce Freeman, Freeman at uh, running back 20. There you go. So I am I'm high. He's going to be touching Freeman. the ball. Uh, Demarius Thomas I have at 19, so I'm right in line with the public there. Yep. So I'm 
good with that. I'm also a little bit higher on Emmanuel Sanders. I'm higher yes. on the whole pass game with Case yes. Keenum. Emmanuel He's Sanders, currently going at 81 overall, wide receiver 35. Apparently Emmanuel Sanders is fully healthy and he is looking great. So that bodes well. And then the big one, Cortland Sutton. The big one is also basically hopefully his nickname because he is lighting camp up. He was so heavily, you know, recruited and courted through the draft process. He's going to play. That kind of throws a little bit of cold water on Demarius and Emmanuel for me. It's kind of one of the little warts. I'm not too worried about it. But they're going to try and find a way to get Cortland Sutton on the field. And at slot, which is the interesting question because who's going to play the slot, they've been working in Deshaun Hamilton, who was another lower-drafted uh, rookie. But apparently he's going to make the team, and they're saying right now he's probably going to be your, your slot receiver. Uh, so right now we've already got a ton of rookies. Just for Denver. That's why this yeah, team is Deshaun so interesting. Hamilton going at 281 overall, wide receiver 99. Yeah. So he's – Deshaun Hamilton is a is another one just to kind of keep in the back of your head because he's probably going to play the slot receiver for them because Emmanuel doesn't want to do it, and they might make him but because they're going to have to try and work Cortland Sutton on. But also they might spell Demarius Thomas a little bit with Cortland Sutton because they want to get him reps, and Demarius just isn't as young as he used to be. So it's none of that is definitive, so we'll have to see how it shakes out. It's my one concern with the Broncos is that you have so many rookies and new people trying to come in and play that can everybody gel and everybody learn the playbook and learn your assignments. And to round that out, who's basically a rookie, Jake Butt. And this is where I'll flip it back to you because I know you have all your lovely Jake Butt stats about easiest tight end schedule in the league and so on and so forth. Yeah, the Denver Broncos have the easiest tight end schedule in the National Football League this season. So Jake Butt is going to have a decent year. To, to say the least. I've got him at 23 because I was being conservative. Uh, but again, it, it's a guy that if you're taking a second tight end, why not? Case Keenum loves to check down to the tight end. He consistently throughout his entire career has made his tight ends fantasy relevant. A lot of people want to forget that last year just because of the talent of Kyle Rudolph. But when he was in St. Louis, he was throwing it to Virgil Green. When he was in Houston, he was throwing it to uh, C.J. Fedorowicz and, you know, the the modge podge of guys they had there. So, look, Case Keenum historically loves to check down to the tight end. Jake Butt is going to have himself a good year. The question with him has never been talent. It's always been health. And as long as he's 100% healthy and on the field, he is going to be a contributor this season. He may be the steal of drafts for people. He is definitely, like, the name circled, highlighted on my lower end tight end, where it's like, okay, I got a guy. Feel okay about it? Handcuff it with Jake Butt at the end of the draft. That's that's it's a yep. It's a it's a heady play. Uh, people, I think, will be like not even knowing necessarily who Jake Butt is. Maybe people will know who he is because they remember him, but because he didn't play last year, he's another one of those guys that people may have just kind of forgotten about that he exists. And then, and then the, the Bronco defense, defense which is the defense. And the only thing I worry about on the defense this year is the secondary, the departure of Akeem Talib. Yep, and that was my whole point here is, again, kind of like with the uh, the Jags, where I seem to be higher on the offense than everybody else with the Jaguars. I'm higher on the passing game, Keenum, the wide receivers, and even the running game with the Broncos, because I'm so down on the defense. Just the turnover from them, currently they're going at 163 overall, the number 8 defense off the board. I've got the Broncos defense at 21. I mean, I don't buy into the secondary at all. I think they're going to get into a lot of high-scoring games this season, and uh, I think that's why the wide receivers are going to shine, and I'm willing to pay the prices for them. Yeah, it really just depends on the pass rush is and to take pressure off the secondary because the secondary is not necessarily going to be the no-fly zone this year. They don't really have like a third corner, unfortunately. So as things shake out, we'll see. I'm a little nervous about the defense as well. I'm not quite as low as you, but the the defense is an area of concern. But again, that's good for fantasy, to your point. But yep. I also, this is why I'm so high on Royce Freeman, because they are just going, if, if everything is going according to plan, they are going to be trying to run the ball, and I think he's going to be the guy to do it. They're going to spell in some of these other guys, but they drafted Royce Freeman to be C.J. Anderson, to get in and try and just pound the ball and make those one cut zone type of deals so there you go we have completed the entire afc next week neil will be getting into the uh the nfc east we'll have an actual football game to review 
yes. with a bunch of like fourth stringers and yeah. uh, some Hall of Fame Woo. speeches, and then we'll be getting into uh, our first full week of the preseason, and of course the Hard Knocks review. So we'll have a lot to get through next week, even though there's only one more uh, one one division we're going through instead of two. Yeah, well, at least this way it won't be such an assault to people because this is a lot of information <laughs> to try and ram through in an hour. <laughs> so it's like, here you go, facts, facts. Pretty much, yeah, pretty yeah. much sums it up. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll be back with all that. Be sure to follow us at nonsense underscore Steve at nonsense underscore Neil on Twitter and at important nonsense as always on the Fantasy Life app. Keep up with us on importantnonsense.com, and until next week, just keep up the nonsense. Yeah, have a week. Music for the Important Nonsense podcast is provided by Lee Rosebeer, Lame Genie, and Tri Tachyon. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with the latest content on importantnonsense.com.